Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. Good morning. Come on, isn't that awesome what God's doing in our church, not just here, but helping our mission, our, our church plant that we helped plant in Mexico. Amazing what God is doing in this house. Can you just give it up for what God's doing in this place? That's great. Love our church, man. Yeah, Masiello is an incredible, incredible church organization that we've partnered with. Um, we were able to actually help them start that church service on the 17th. So before the 17th, they weren't doing church. They needed the funds, and we were able to provide uh, the, the dollars they needed to plant that church. And now they're reaching people, dozens of people, all over Tijuana with the gospel. And they're like in one of the poorest communities in Tijuana. And so that's just an amazing thing. I love that our church doesn't just love our city locally, but globally as well. And then secondly, shout out to the men's conference. Pastor Ron already said it, but <laughs> fellas, if you missed it. That you missed the good one. How many were at the men's conference yesterday? Anybody in the room? Anybody? All right, we got some people. Great. Man, it was off the hook. Shout out to Pastor Albert and the team. Great job. Uh, and I just believe whatever was happening yesterday is going to kind of leak in here this morning. Good stuff. I just love what God's doing at our church. I don't know about you, but it's fun to be part of a place where God's moving, right? It could be worse. God doesn't have to move, but he's moving. Really, really good stuff. And do me a favor, one more time. Can we just give it up for everybody watching online this morning? Everybody that is on YouTube, on Facebook, thanks for joining us. Excited to have you on. I believe you're on for a reason. It's not an accident. And then if you have your phone, go ahead and go to the Facebook page right now. You can share the service. Share it to a friend. Tag someone. Do whatever you need to do. Because you never know what one invite. One invite can change someone's life forever. I'm telling you that. I promise that they will listen to you before they listen to me. Okay? Like if I went up into like your block or like your family and just started like talking about Jesus, they wouldn't listen to me. But they'd listen to you way before they listened to me. And so I believe that it's not art. It's not just my job to show people Jesus. It's our job to show them who God is and to show them a church that I believe would love them and would introduce them to, I believe, a real reality of God in their life. Sound good? All right. Hey, let's run it today. I'm excited. We're going to be continuing our series called Sandcastles. So stand your feet with me. Come on, stand your feet with me, and we are going to get started and jump right in. Here we go. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And um, I, I feel like first service was really good. I believe God's going to do something even better this service. Something that I've been carrying in my heart, this message, the last few months. And so I'm really excited to just kind of let it out. And I believe God's just going to land somewhere. And I believe you're here for a reason. And God's going to just do some really cool stuff today. So it says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It says, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, everybody say builder. builder. I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. Verse 11, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. We talked about that a few weeks ago about Matthew 7. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, and straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. We talked about that last week, building upon the foundation, right? Counting the costs, allowing God to build something in us. We talked about that last week. Verse 14, and if the work that anyone has built on that foundation survives, he will receive a reward. 
If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple? Everybody say temple. temple. And, that the, and, God, and that God's spirit dwells in you. For anyone destroys the temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are the temple. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for what you're going to say today. Pray you just continue what you're doing. Let me get out of the way. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to hearts and minds, and you would do what only you can do. We love you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. 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 Go ahead and have a seat. And so if you're taking notes today, the title of today's conversation, the title of today's message is Cathedrals Over Castles. Cathedrals over castles. Turn to the person next to you. Tell them cathedrals over castles. Go ahead. Cathedrals over castles. And I love this passage. I think this passage beautifully articulates part of what we are called to and the design of our life is that you and I, we are called to be a cathedral. You and I are called to be a temple. I'm going to use the word cathedral and temple kind of in between, like, like back and forth with each other. And, and this is what I, I believe. This is, this is what I believe with all my heart, that this passage really articulates what I believe God wants to do in this season. We've been talking about how we're going to get ready for the building project, and we're going to start tearing down walls very soon, and I'm so excited for that. But what would it matter if the building gets bigger? What would it matter if the church gets bigger? What does it matter if the building's more beautiful, but yet God hasn't done something on the inside of us? And before we're going to talk about being the corporate temple, the corporate place, the the place of together, how God builds us together, we have to talk about you and your individual life. And we got to talk about your heart. And I believe that's what God wants to do today. He wants to talk about your heart. He wants to talk about who you are. He wants to talk about what's happening on the inside of you. And the question I would have for you today is, are you building a cathedral or are you building a castle? Are you building a cathedral or are you building a castle? And so I want to go ahead and before we even get into it, I want to show you just a picture of the two if we can. And what I would like to do is just kind of show this to you to explain kind of my where I'm heading in this passage. And we're really going to kind of focus on chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And so if we could throw up a, the picture of the cathedral, that would be great. Awesome. And so there's a cathedral. I don't know if you grew up maybe in Catholic church. Uh, or you maybe grew up, you know, you've seen a cathedral, grow up in like a religious setting. And so you have a cathedral, and right, beautiful, massive buildings. Especially in Europe, these cathedrals were um, really, really important to society. And they were really centered around the idea of us building something for God. And, and, and it, the people at that time, the people who were Christians or Catholics, would spend all their effort building cathedrals. And What's kind of interesting is why they would build these incredibly beautiful, intricate, monumental things was they felt, they thought that the bigger the cathedral was, the greater their faith was expressed. Now, I think it's very interesting that although we have these massive cathedrals, I don't want to just have a big building and no one gets saved in it. Come on now. I believe that the church is not the building. The church is the people. We've talked about that very often here. However, I want to kind of bring this as an analogy, and I think this will really kind of lock us in for what I'm trying to say and what I believe Holy Spirit is trying to tell us today, is I don't think God wants to build cathedrals on the outside necessarily, but I do believe that God wants to build a cathedral or a temple in your heart. I believe God has designed you to be the place where God dwells. Paul describes it 
As, aren't you, don't you know that you're the temple? Don't you know? Don't you know that you're the temple? Don't you know that you're the place that God wants to rest? Don't you know that you're the place that God wants to reside? Don't you know that you're the place that God wants to be? And here's the question I have asked myself the last few years in following Jesus. And I've really believed that God is asking us this question is does our life, our actions, our heart, is it a place where God wants to be at? Or is it a place that grieves him and he doesn't want anything to do with? God loves us. He desires us. He wants to be with us. But am I making it easier for him? Or am I making it hard for him? That's a question I ask myself. And so cathedrals were designed, temples were designed for God. And cathedrals were designed to have the presence of God. And, and there are these beautiful buildings. I, I think that's what God wants to do in you and God wants to do in I, in your heart, is that he would build your heart, he would build your life as a beautiful cathedral that was for him. But just because that's what God wants doesn't necessarily mean that's what always happens. And so I want to show you a picture of a castle. And right, you have this like cool looking frozen type castle. Some of you parents in the room understand that joke. And we've seen castles. And we know what castles are. And I don't know if you grew up like at the Renaissance Fair or like, you know, watching Lord of the Ring movies or all that. Like I just think of like medieval architecture. And, and here's the thing. Um, both buildings were big. Both buildings were intricate. Both buildings had a sense of beauty to them. Both buildings would have their town centered around those buildings. But here's the difference, if you notice, is that a castle has a completely different function and it looks completely different than a cathedral. Although they look similar, there's a difference. And one of the biggest differences is that you're gonna notice is that look how isolated the castle is. Look how remote the castle is. Look at the walls around the castle. And here's what I wanna tell you today. And this is what I believe God would want to speak to us, is I want you to know this, and we've said this already the last few weeks, is that you and I are always building something. I want you to know that every decision you make, everything you do, you are building towards something. We are always building something. We are always building towards something. We are always establishing something. Whether you like it or not, whether it's on mistake or whether it's on purpose, whether it's unintentional or whether it's intentional, you are always building something. The question that I believe God would ask us in this room today is what are you building? Are you building a castle for yourself or are you building a cathedral for him? Because can I tell you, your heart does not have room for both. And here's what I've learned, that God wants to do so much in us. God wants to do so much deep stuff in us. God wants to make a place in our heart for him. But yet, oftentimes, oftentimes, we are too busy building something else that we want instead of building something that God desires. That God desires. And so let me just kind of break down. I just have a few points that I believe would help with this analogy. And I think for us to really introspectively look at this and, and really ask ourselves the question, what does our heart truly look like? Okay? Number one is this, is that cathedrals are built for God, but castles are built for ourselves. Before we get into anything, we're going to lay this kind of as the first, uh, the, the, to preface the conversation, the, the first statement is that cathedrals were built for God. But castles are built for ourselves. I just remember growing up in Catholic church. I don't know if you grew up in Catholic church, but I grew up in Catholic church. And you know, you, you go to Catholic church and the cathedral 
is just big and massive, right? It's just, it's just, it's just big and it, it's massive. And, and what you find though is that the cathedrals, the reason why they built cathedrals in that medieval time period, in that European time period, is they would build them because they were built for God. They were built for God. They weren't built for anyone else. Now, I think society used those and manipulated and, you know, man always gets in the way a lot of times of what God wants to do. But for the most part, the original designers would build these intricate towers, these intricate buildings, these intricate spaces so that it was for God. It was for God. It wasn't for ourselves. It was for God. Yet castles were oftentimes built to protect the king, to protect the individual, to protect people. So castles weren't built for God. Castles were built for the man, for the human. And, and, and I think this is one of the main questions that God would ask us today, and it's this, is that are we building our lives centered around us? Are we building our lives for us? You could go back one more. Keep going back one more. That's good. Or are we building our lives for God? And I think that's so vital to understand before we even get into the depths of this conversation. And the reason being is this. I wonder if the reason why it feels like we're not moving forward, like we're stuck, like we're trapped, like it just feels like we're not getting traction, we're not deepening our relationship with Jesus, is because instead of building a place for God, we're building a place for ourselves. What is the why of your life? What is the reason you exist? Who really has your heart? You know, I don't know if you know this, but when you got saved, God purchased you. You know that? The Bible says you were ransomed. You were bought with a price. That God bought you. That his blood, the cross, was enough. It was payment for your life. And I love what Pastor Juan said in worship that now you have to accept that gospel invitation. You have to accept that salvation. But I remember when I first met Jesus and I got saved and I started following God, I had this understanding that, man, God, you have bought my heart. You have won my heart. You can have my heart. And that's what we do, right? For those of us that grew up in church or know kind of Christianese, we ask God, when we receive him, we receive him into our what? Our heart. Cool, you get extra credit in heaven if you said heart. Here's the reality, though. I feel like often for some of us, we say the prayer, but we don't mean what we say. You have asked God to come in your heart. And can I tell you that when God gets your heart, he gets all of your heart. He doesn't want pieces. He doesn't want pieces. Jesus died for all of you, not just some of you. Jesus died for the whole thing. God, God, God did not do a layaway plan at Kmart. I know that doesn't exist anymore. No, he purchased it in full. He said it was finished when he breathed his last breath. And, and God forbid that we would give him part of what we owe him. When you ask God to come into your heart, he wants all of it. And he will not stop, friends, until he has all of it. He will not have any other love in your life. He wants all of your heart. Have you allowed God to create in you a cathedral for him in your heart? Has he purchased all of you? Have you let him build what he's wanted to build? Or have you been making a castle on the side? 
Have you treated Jesus like a side hustle instead of the main thing that you do every morning and every night? Again, I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to myself. Have, have, I create, have I allowed my life to be a life where, God, you can have all of me because, God, you designed me for this. You paid for this. So, so you were designed by God for God. Did you know that? Some of you are like, what am I supposed to do on this life, in this earth? Yeah, you might have a calling and you might have some things, but the number one calling of your life is to be in relationship with him. It's the number one calling of your life. And what you will begin to do is if you don't build your life, if you don't let your heart be built as a cathedral for him, you will begin to build your life for something else. And no wonder that castle, no wonder the thing you're building always falls apart when the winds and the waves come, when the storm comes, when the Bible says when the fire comes. And so number one, we gotta be, understand that cathedrals are built for God. We gotta get to the place where we understand, God, you can have my heart because my heart was designed for you. I don't know if you know this, but this is what Paul's saying. Did you know that you were a place that God wants to dwell? Did you know that God wants to make a home in you? The God of the universe, the God who tells the mountains how high and the valleys how low and the sand where to stop and the oceans where to stop and how many kids there are on the earth and the stars in the universe and how the planets orbit around solar systems and orbit around massive stars. Every intricate detail in the world God designed and that God, the God of the universe, the God of creation, the God of the Bible, the God of redemption, the God of healing, the God of miracles, the God that did all things, the one who walked on water, the one who stopped the sun, the one who does still do things today, the God who is living alive today says the place I want to make a home is in people not buildings not land people he wants to find a home in you he wants to get to that part of your heart put a couch there and live there he wants to be with you every step of the way he has designed you for him not for you that's why that self-help selfishness Christianity, just be a better you, isn't working because you were never designed to be a better you. You were designed to be like him. Right. <laughs> cathedrals are designed for God. Number two is cathedrals are centered around God's presence, but castles have a designated space for God. Let me break this down a little bit. So uh, back to the Catholic church thing because that's the, probably the best reference I have and I think a lot of us can relate. I don't know if you remember going to Catholic church and you go to Catholic church and the first thing you do is when you walk in, bam, you're in the sanctuary. Like now we have a lobby. Like thank God we have a lobby, right? You can have coffee and everyone chills in the lobby and then you can hang out for a little bit and then you go into the lobby. But cathedrals, you walk right in and boom, it's the sanctuary. I remember being little, like five years old, walking in the sanctuary of a Catholic church. And I'm like, why is there pictures of this dude like bleeding on the walls? And why are there like, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you go to Catholic church and you're like, wow, wow. You just see pictures of Jesus getting tortured. And you're like, wow, that's intense for a five-year-old to see. And then like you walk in and they got the little water thing and you do the little, yeah. And so I just, I went all in, man. I put my hand in there, splashed my face. Didn't know, didn't know. And then, and then you walk in, man, and you see all the candles. And you don't know what the candles are for, but there's candles. And if you grew up in the hood like I did, 
At Food for Less, there's a whole aisle of candles. <laughs> you don't understand why we have, and you're like, oh wait, those are the candles at church. Still to this day, don't know what the candles mean. Didn't go to catechism. But the design of the church, the design of the cathedral was about God's presence, God's word, and God's people gathering together to get to know God. The presence of God was center of the building. Everything else doesn't matter, right? They may have a kitchen or some classrooms, but no, no, no. The most intricate, vital, center part of the building, of a cathedral, you walk right, you walk right in, and there it is, right? It's the sanctuary. It's the place where we can encounter God. It's the place where the presence of God dwells. Castles, here's an interesting dynamic that I don't know if you know this. Castles, they have what are called chapels. It's actually where we get the word chapel from. This was like the original design of the word in its architecture. And castles were not centered around sanctuaries, weren't centered around places of worship. Castles were centered around a throne or normally a big banquet table. And they were designed to protect the king or the human inside the throne or on the throne. But here's what castles would have. Check it. Castles would have these rooms called chapels. And those chapels were for people who wanted to spend time with God. And here's my question to you. Is how do you know you have a cathedral versus a castle in your heart? Is, does God, is God at the center of your life or is God just a part of your life? Because that's what we do. We ask God to come in our life. And what we do is we create chapels for him. We create boxes for him. So, so, so let me break it down like in a, in, a, in a real sense. God, you're totally welcomed on Sunday when I'm at church. You're totally welcomed on Wednesday when I'm at group. But God, on Thursday when I'm at work with my work friends, I don't want you there. I don't want you there because I want to be able to act ratchet with all my work friends. God, when I hang out with my boys that I used to go with in high school, I don't want you there. When I hang out with my specific cousins on Thanksgiving, I don't want you to want you there. And what you're doing is you're letting your heart only have portions of God. And God doesn't want portions of your heart. God wants to be at the center of your heart. And God wants to have all of your heart. And what we would begin to do and begin to realize is if we're living a chapel lifestyle where we are visiting God instead of God letting him inhabit us and letting him dwell in us and letting him be with us not just Sunday but Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and again and again in the good in the bad in the messy and the ugly but yet what we do as humans is say no God I'm just going to give you a piece and that's good enough and no wonder our relationship with God is shallow because the only time you spend time with Jesus is when you want something from him I know, I came in hot, I know. It's a, it's, it's, it's a crisis in Christianity today. People who believe that they can give God their whole life, but they really don't. I don't want to live my life half-hearted. God designed me to be wholehearted. God wants me to be all in. You know what's the worst? You know what I've learned? You know what's worse than not being saved? Being saved, but having a house divided. That's the worst feeling. You know what was worse before Jesus being in sin? Is following Jesus and still being in sin? 
right? Yeah. Right? Like wh- whoever is trying to follow Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't want to compartmentalize my life. I don't want to have areas where God's welcomed and God's not. I don't want to live my life as a castle. And then there's a small section that's a chapel. And that's the only thing. Jesus, it's only me and you. On Sundays from 1030 and 1130. I might pray two minutes for my food if it's real good. Maybe I'll go to group. Check it out. I'll go the first week and the last week so they think I was there the whole time. But, but, but God, there's certain areas you're not welcomed, God. You're not welcomed when I go to the gym. You're not welcomed when I talk to that coworker at work because there's things that I'm struggling with and I'm being tempted about. You're not welcomed when I hang out with this friend. You're not welcomed when I'm on the internet by myself late at night. You're not welcomed when I'm watching TV with certain things. You're not, you're not, welcomed, you're not welcomed in this part of my home. You're welcomed with my kids, though, God, because my kids are crazy and they need Jesus. You're not welcomed in my wallet. You're not welcomed with my money. You're not welcomed when because I'm supposed to give or sow into missions or build the house of God. You're not, you're not welcomed there, but you're welcomed here. And what you began to do is you began to build your heart in sections rather than give God everything. I want to build a cathedral, man. I want to build a temple. I want to build a place where, God, you can dwell and there's no secret rooms. There's no hidden spaces. God, you can have it all. I knew we only could get the three points. That's why I only did three points because I knew this was going to be, we were going to go in. Okay. So third point, last point. Here we go. Cathedrals are open to all, but castles have defenses established. This is the main point I'm going to hit. So go back to the castle picture for me. Awesome. You see, castle, castles, castles were designed to be secluded. Castles were designed to have walls. I don't know if you remember like Renaissance fairs or I just think of like movies and stuff and right you you imagine the castle with like the moat around it with the alligators you know what I'm talking about and like you know you have the walls and then you got like dudes on towers ready to just snipe people in their face if they get too close you know what I'm saying sorry if it's intense but that's just how I think of it I watch way too many movies and and I was talking with actually one of our pastors in between services and one of the things he said which was so profound was this is you could either build a castle or you could build a cathedral. A cathedral, the place for God, the place for God to dwell, the presence of God, for God to rest in you, for God to reside in you, for God to be with you always, for relationship to really be established, the cathedral, the place with you and Jesus that connect in your life every single day, not just a building, but everywhere. Or you could build a castle where you have defense mechanisms because of the trauma and the pain in the past of your life, where you're building walls and you're building towers and you're building moats and you're building drawbridges that keep people out. And one of the things he talked about is that most of us think we're building a cathedral, but once the walls come up, it looks like a castle. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about castles? What would happen is the castle was made to protect. The castle was designed to be defensive. And I just am a firm believer, one, that Jesus never designed us to be defensive. Jesus never designed the church to be defensive. It's why Jesus talks about in Matthew 16 that the gates of hell won't prevail against us. Not the attacks of hell, the gates of hell. Why? Because the devil's on the defensive. We're supposed to advance. We're supposed to move forward. We're supposed to be on the offensive. The church is not supposed to be reactive. The church is supposed to be in the forefront. But yet, us as humans, we are so defensive. Why? Because we have allowed life to come into situations and things to take place. And what are we doing? We are building a castle. We're building our walls. 
We're building our towers. And what would happen in, in these times is you had all these defense mechanisms, but if an army came in and surrounded the castle, what ended up being the thing that they thought would protect them is the thing that trapped them. How many of us have built defense mechanisms with relationships, with people, with, with, with whatever, because of the things we've been through? We've built walls. We've built towers. We've built, you know, moats to make sure no one gets close. And next thing you know, God can't even get to us because of the things that we've built. God can't even get to us, family. Because we've built so many things. When God's like, I want you to be a cathedral. I want you to be a temple. I want you to be a place where I can meet with you, where I can be there, where I could, where I could design, where I've designed you for me to rest, but, but, but I can't get through because you built this wall because your dad left you. I can't get through because you built this wall because that spouse that hurt you. I can't get through because you built this moat because your boss let you down. I, I, I can't get through because what you are building is not a place for me. It's a place for you. And I'm not saying boundaries aren't important, and I'm not saying wisdom's not important. That's not what I'm saying. But have we become so humanistic in our trauma and our hurt and our pain that we have not let God heal us to be what he called us and not what we think we need to protect ourselves? Because I don't know if you know this, but God's a good father. And fathers protect their children. And you need to understand that you don't need to protect yourself. God's got you. God's got you. I want to make this last point, and I think it's going to make sense of it all. Uh, Antonio, come help me out real quick. Let's give it up for Antonio. Thanks, man. Awesome. So I got a brick here. Some of you are like, oh, that's cool. I'm not a construction worker, so I don't see this often. And I'm not even a guy who, like, builds stuff at my house. So uh, I had to call a staff member in the middle of the night. I'm like, hey, you got a brick? And they were like, yeah, bro, I got it. He went to the backyard, washed it off. Praise God. Thank you for our staff. <laughs> Honestly, when I think of bricks, if I could be honest, I just, like, I don't know. You, you might have grown up in the hood like me. And the only time I ever seen a brick, really, because I grew up in, like, apartments, was when it was next to, like, a car that I got broken into. <laughs> Come on. Oh, don't, you know, you, you were hood, too. <laughs> My pastor Chris. I know, I know I say I live in River Islands, but I grew up hood, okay? I don't, I don't dress like it, but I did. I believe this brick represents everything that happens to you in your life. Everything good and everything bad. And can I tell you that you don't get to choose the bricks you get. You don't get to choose the bricks you get. Some of you don't get to choose the bricks you get. Some of you people are just throwing bricks on you, come on. Some of you might have came in. I felt this so strongly this morning that there's a heaviness for some people in the room because you're carrying bricks. You're carrying things. Here's what I want you to know, though, that you don't get to decide sometimes the brick you get. Some of you might get good-looking bricks because you had a good life. That's awesome. It really, that's, that's great. Some of y'all, if you're like me, you've got some ugly-looking bricks. You've had some stuff happen to you. You are not responsible for the bricks that get thrown at you. <clears throat> But you are responsible for what you build with the bricks that get thrown at you. You don't have control over what brick you get. But you do have control of what you build. And I said earlier in the service that you are always building. You are always building. And so I want you to understand this, that you are always either building a castle 
or you are building a cathedral. You are always building a castle or you're building a place for God to dwell and rest and reside. You are always building for yourself or you are going to build for your relationship with him. You are always going to build. You are always going to build. Why? Because it is in your nature to build. You can't not build. You are always building something. And what are we going to do with this brick? I remember when I was younger. I first got saved. God rescued me, man. And just because I got saved doesn't mean it got easy. But I had a decision to make. Am I going to use what happened in my life to build a place for God? Or am I going to use what happened in my life to build a place for myself? Because when that person hurts you, when we build castles, there's another brick on the wall. When that person lets you down, that's another brick on the wall. When that person lies to you, that's another brick on the wall. When that person lets, like, shames you or embarrasses you, that's another brick on the wall. But what you can do is take those same bricks and build a place for God. And so, so let, me, let me really explain what I mean. When my mom left me, I can either build a wall or I can build a place for God. When my dad left me, I can either build a place for God or I can go build a castle. When my brother passed away, I can either use that to get closer to God and build a place for God or I can build it and I don't trust people anymore. When, when, when the situation, when the, when the checkbook didn't line up, when I didn't get the money when I was supposed to, when the person hurt me, when the pastor let me down, whatever situation, listen, you're gonna go through things in life. The question isn't, aren't you gonna go through things? The question is, what are you building with the things that are thrown at you? And I would say this is that you are called to not build a place for yourself of moats and 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 walls and watchtowers that are going to take people out but you are called to build a place for God that would be worshipful to him that would be designed for him that your heart would be completed again here's the reality of it is that Jesus isn't giving you bricks so that way you can get farther Jesus lets you have bricks so you can build something beautiful with him I, the abuse you experience, are you going to create a temple or are you going to create a castle? The lies you experience, you're going to build a temple or are you going to build a castle? The manipulation you experience, everything you've gone through is a brick. Every time you make a decision, it's a brick. Everything you are building in your life is bricks. And those bricks will make up something at the end of the day. Are they making a cathedral that is about God and for God and centered around God? Or is it a castle? And next thing you know, no wonder why you feel stuck and lost and lonely and isolated and trapped in your sin and your shame and your guilt. Because instead of making a place for Jesus, we're making a place for ourselves. And listen, I'm not trying to diminish what you went through. That was real. That pain was real. What your dad did to you was real. What your mom did to you was real. What that family member did to you was real. The pain was real. The abuse, the hurt, the lies, the cheating. Even what you did to yourself was real. The sin, the addiction, the struggle. And this is what God does. God heals your heart rescues you and then he asks you what are you going to build 
You're going to build a place for me? Or are you going to keep building a place for yourself? Because God's the only one that can take ugly, nasty, abusive, manipulative, broken, hurting bricks and build a cathedral. God's the only one that can bring purpose to the pain. God's the only one that can take what you've gone through. And I know what you're saying, but Pastor Chris, it's just one brick. Just one brick. Listen, those bricks add up, friends. And next thing you know, you have a building that you never intended to design. You can't trust God. You can't trust your friends. You can't trust your pastor. You're always bitter. You're always hurt. You're always on edge. You're always ready to fight someone. You know what I'm talking about? You know those people, like those hood people that are always just ready to throw blows? It's like, bro, it's, I just took a fry. Like, come down. You know what I'm saying? You live on edge. Why? Because you built a castle for yourself. And you know what begins to happen with your castle? Your family sees your castle and they can't get access to you. Your kids see your castle and they don't have access to you. God sees your castle and he doesn't have access to you. And here's the word I feel like God would say to someone today is would you let me wreck your castle? See, the beautiful thing about Jesus is even when you built the thing you weren't supposed to build, God will wreck it and build something beautiful with it. If you're like in this room, like, how do I? You're right, Chris. I've built a castle. I've built walls my whole life. I've been centered around my pain and my shame and my abuse. I've built walls my whole life. How can I get to God? The wall's too big. <laughs> Friend, it's not too big because God's got a big old wrecking ball with the words love and grace and mercy on it. Are he going to come in? And he will throw, he will do damage to your heart in a good way. And he will tear down every wall that you have. He will destroy everything in that castle. And he'll use those same pieces and make something beautiful. So this is how God does it. God will do it two ways. He's either going to do it with a big old wrecking ball. Or he's going to do it brick by brick. And he might need to do it brick by brick. Because he wants you to know he loves you in the process. And what we need to do is stop putting bricks on the things that God's trying to take bricks off of. And could we make a decision today to repent of our castles and to say, God, build me as a cathedral. Build, let my heart be your heart. Let, you be, let my, my heart be a place that you can rest and you can dwell and you can be. God, let this relationship be deep and not just shallow. God, let me not have the castle of defense, the walls of defense and shame and guilt and sin. I, I sin because I want to be whatever. I, I want to be distant. I, 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 I build these walls because I don't want anyone around me. I, I, I built this stuff so that way because I don't trust anyone. And God's like, could you let me tear your castle down? And could you let me establish my kingdom in you by building a cathedral? Stand your feet with me. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.